Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. The day this podcast comes out, it will be December 31st, 2019. We just got through Christmas. Some of you may feel like barely, and I don't know how I did it, but somehow you did. And now the new year is upon us. For most people, anything that is new evokes a measure of excitement with possibilities, especially a new year. And everybody's out celebrating and planning celebrations, right? But for those who have had to face the darkness of the death of their child, new can bring almost a panicked feeling as if we're leaving our child behind. And this especially applies to the new year for those who lost their child within the past year in 2019 as we're recording this. I remember As we were heading into the new year, two months after my daughter Becca died, I was horrified at the thought of leaving her behind. It felt like going into a new year without her was another finality of her death that I just wasn't ready to accept. I felt almost terrified that I couldn't stop 2012 from coming, which meant I would no longer be in the same year I shared with my daughter. I know I don't have to explain it to those of you who have lost a child, and it really can't be explained to those who have not. Who can possibly celebrate the future? when my daughter would not be with us in that future. Out with the old and in with the new brought heaviness and panic attacks to me, not excitement. And God knew that. He knew how heavy my heart was. He knew I didn't want to continue with anything new. He knew I wasn't ready to let go in a way that would allow me to see hope in a future without Becca with me. He knew that I was in deep, suffocating grief but it didn't shake his faithfulness to me one little bit. As I closed myself in with him day after day, crying buckets of tears and sharing my hurt and my pain with him, he sat with me. He stayed with me in all of my sobbing, ugliness, my confusion and my depression. And in my moments of brokenness, when I wanted to hear what he had to say that would bring a measure of healing to my completely shattered heart, he was always ready to comfort me and to speak to me. Sometimes it would be through a song that would come on the radio or maybe on my CD player that I kept running 24-7. I had a little prayer room under the basement stairs. I'd had it for several years and I spent hours and hours in there after Becca died. I put a sleeping bag in there. Sometimes I would even sleep in there. And I ran my CD player constantly. Sometimes that encouragement, that comfort, that word that I needed from God would come maybe a chapter in the Bible or maybe as little as half of a verse as I would pick up his word and I'd search for help. Sometimes It was through an act of kindness from a family member or a friend, but most of the time, it was that still, small voice that spoke to my heart as I sat in my brokenness. 
and I spent a lot of my time journaling. I would write down my scrambled thoughts, and I would ask him questions, and quite often, I would find myself writing what I heard God speaking to me in my heart in answer to those questions. And I actually share a lot of what God showed me during that time in my book, When Tragedy Strikes. You see, something I had come to realize in a much deeper way than ever before is that God isn't just out there somewhere. Now, I knew that. He's inside of me. But like when I pray, I picture God out there and I'm praying to him somewhere out there. But because I have invited Jesus to be Lord of my life and the Spirit of God dwells inside of me, I just had a much deeper revelation that I don't have to wait for God to come to me from somewhere out there. I could quiet myself and listen to his still small voice from inside of me, speaking peace and bringing comfort. Whatever I need, he is already inside of me to meet that need. And it's the same for you. He is already inside of you to meet your needs. You don't have to wait for him to come to you. You don't have to reach way out there and figure out where he is. He is in you. But the amazing thing is even while he's inside of us, he's also sitting on his throne at the exact same time. And we can come boldly to that throne of our gracious God to receive his mercy and find his help, which I so desperately need. And we find that promise in Hebrews 4, 16. And I'm guessing that you have the same desperate need. So as I found myself struggling so deeply with the horrific thought of getting further and further away from Becca, I asked God to help me by giving me his thoughts. And he so graciously showed me the truth that is actually something totally different from what was in my thoughts. And some of you have heard me share this before. Every day I live on this earth brings me closer to my own departure date, which means I'm getting closer to Becca, not further away from her. Wow, that truth set me free. Now, I still have moments when I have those thoughts, and they can still make me cry. No question about it. But I'm not overwhelmed by them like I used to be, especially that first year, as I now believe a truth that is deeper than my pain. I'm getting closer to Becca, not further away from her. Now, here are a couple of scriptures that have also helped me continue moving forward. This first one is from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And it says, Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, when it says forgetting what lies behind, it is not saying that we're forgetting and leaving our children behind us. That will never happen. But I see it as an encouragement to press on toward the goal, which to me is learning how to live a full and meaningful life again with the prize of the upward call being an eternity with him and with my child and with others I love who are patiently waiting for me to join them. The second scripture I want to share with you is 2 Corinthians 4.18, which says, We fix our eyes 
not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that's a concept that we really need to get a hold of. And when our child dies, I think it's so much easier to get a hold of this concept not to fix our eyes on what is seen, because what is seen is temporary. Everything here on this earth that we can see, feel, touch is temporary. But what is unseen is eternal. And our child is, we're all in that eternal realm, but our child has crossed over where they can see what we can't see. And this eternal that we can't see, that's what we need to fix our eyes on. And once again, it's fixing our eyes on the future that we still have to look forward to, that our child is still in our future, just not in the temporary future of here on earth. And I'm so thankful for this. And I constantly remind myself that this world is only temporary. And what a relief, right? Since that time, when Becca first died and all of this turmoil was in me and God was speaking to me, I have come to learn that the word new doesn't have to fill our hearts with dread and sadness. But that doesn't mean we don't struggle going into a new year. And as we go along, some years can be harder than others for no apparent reason. I want to share some things that a new year brings to bereaved parents so that we can know that it isn't just us. But the same thing affects many of us who've had a child die. It also gives an opportunity for those around us to have a better understanding of what it means for a bereaved parent to go into a new year without our child. First of all, we are reminded of our intense need for others to talk about our child. Secondly, we find ourselves with a new resolve to not leave our child behind and to find ways to honor their life. And third, we renew our desperate desire for feeling less pain and sadness in our grief. Now let's look at each one of these real quick. The first one, talking about our child. Many people around us seem to think that if they bring up our deceased child, that it will remind us of our loss, resulting in pain and maybe even tears. Well, newsflash, we're already thinking of our child and we're still hurting deeply. So if someone mentions our child, it does just the opposite. It's a gift we're being given that our child has not been forgotten. Yes, it may come with tears, but they are thankful tears and tears that we're missing them. But it's not what people around us think it is, is it? The other side of that is not understanding why people get freaked out when we talk about our child. As a parent, just because our child isn't around doesn't mean we don't talk about them. And it's the same for those of us who've had a child die. Our children have just traveled to a place further away than most children who might take a trip. And they won't be returning to us here. We'll be going to meet them someday. But they still exist. They're still deeply loved. And they'll remain in our hearts and our minds until we are with them again. Now the second one, the need to honor the life of our child. When our child dies, for the first couple of years at least, our hearts are fighting to accept what our minds know. Isn't that true? Our hearts are fighting to accept what our minds know. And that causes us to almost fixate on their death, which people around us usually think is wrong and unhealthy. But the only way we can get through the darkness of our suffocating grief is to lean into it, 
feeling the pain of it over and over again as our heart and our soul tries to convince our minds it just isn't true. And the pain of accepting that death that the death of our child is a reality is just too painful to deal with. So it's an internal struggle that affects us in every area, including mentally and even physically. The internal bleeding of our soul takes a long time to be stitched up. So we can begin what would be termed as the healing process. Although we never really heal, it's more like a chronic pain that's always with us. We just learn how to manage it over the years. And in that process, we realize we don't want their death to be what others remember about our child or us, but we want to find a way that honors the fact that our child lived. And there are so many ways to do that. I'm not going to go into that here, but you can find where I've written about that in some of my blogs, and we'll probably have a, a podcast about that in the near future. Getting past the intense pain and darkness. Here's the third one. And here is where we have to be honest with ourselves in whether we want to get past this part of our grief because some of us don't. As we know, there are so many reasons that won't make sense to those who haven't lost a child that deep down cause us to be afraid to take steps toward hope and light and living a life of purpose and fulfillment and meaning. The two most common reasons are that we feel guilty for even wanting to enjoy life again, and we're afraid that we're leaving our child behind by allowing our lives to move forward without them. And to help you with that, I'd like to give you some suggestions to move you in the direction of seeing things with a slightly different view. First of all, we aren't just facing a new year, but it's a new month. We're going from December to January, and a new month often brings new weather. And because it's January, we're thinking about, okay, yeah, we're in the middle of winter. How does that help? But it also means that we're moving toward spring. Now, those of us who are in the cold northern states, we really appreciate this thought. And yes, I understand that winter has just begun, and I know how winter makes everything look so dead, depending on where we live, and it can really affect our mood, but it's just a season, and new life always returns, no matter how harsh or how long the winter has been. And we've just passed the winter solstice. That means the days are going to start getting longer. That means the time of darkness is decreasing. And the time of the darkness of your grief will also be decreasing. Maybe not right away, but it will. So this time of year is a wonderful reminder that no matter how long or how deep into darkness our grief has taken us, spring is coming at some point with new life and new hope. Now, another thing is that a new year brings new opportunities. Some of you may not see that as a good thing, but it does bring new opportunities to do something different that will possibly take away some of the sting. If you know it's going to be difficult, ask yourself what you can do differently that will help. Maybe you can change the focus from dwelling on your painful loss to thinking about your child's gain and do what you can to picture them in heaven and what it's like for them. If you have to go to an event you're dreading, 
what can you do to bring your child with you and have others celebrate their life with you for a moment? Now, I've written a blog on that. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so that you can read about that and get some ideas. It does bring new opportunities to move toward a healing that allows you to learn how to live in hope and light and even move toward having meaning and purpose again. You may think that's impossible, but those of us who thought it was impossible for us as well are here to encourage you. Now, another thing is sometimes we dread going forward because we feel like it's taking us further away from our child who's left this earth. That's kind of what I started out talking about. And I've shared this before earlier, a few minutes ago, but it's worth repeating. We're not getting further away from our children. I'm not getting further away from Becca. I'm getting closer to her. And each day we are here brings us one day closer to being reunited with our children again. So a new year brings us that much closer to seeing our children again. Yay! (laughs) New is a word that can mean hope if you let it. A new year can bring new hope, it can bring new light, it can bring new life, and it can bring new possibilities. It's so hard for me to believe, but this will be my ninth new year without Becca. God has continued to comfort and strengthen me, putting the pieces of my heart back together in a way that I'm complete and yet forever broken. And I'm okay with that because I'll be one year closer to being with my Becca forever as we go into this new year. I hope these thoughts have helped at least a little bit in crossing over into a new year. And before going on into the birthday segment, I just want to share a couple of things with you. In my book, When Tragedy Strikes, I referred to that earlier. It's called When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. I share quite a bit of my journaling and what God spoke to me. And this book can be ordered from Amazon or your favorite bookstore. But if you would like to order it directly from us at GPS Hope, we're going to discount it to only $14. Plus, we're going to send you for free the My Grief Journey Coloring Book and Journal for Bereaved Parents. Now, it is a coloring book. You don't have to color in it, but there are journaling prompts. There's 42 words, and each word has a journaling prompt to help you. Like, time means something different to me now, how I picture my child in heaven, a fear I have now, this is what gives me hope all kinds of things like that. And then there's also a a short reading for each word and an appropriate Bible verse. So it can almost be used as a devotional to go through. You don't have to use it as a coloring book. It's still very, very helpful. So we want to send that to you free, plus discount my book, When Tragedy Strikes. If you go to our web store, gpshope.org slash store, or just go to our website, use the store tab, just put the When Tragedy Strikes book in your cart. That's all you have to do. Don't put the other book in. And then use the promo code PODCAST37. It's just one word in the numbers, PODCAST, and then the number 37. Put that in the promo code along with your When Tragedy Strikes book, and you'll get the discount, and we'll send you the other book for free. Also, I want to make sure that you know that you can now sponsor a podcast episode in memory of your child. We'll share him or her with our listeners what you want them to know about your son or daughter, and it will be heard by hundreds of other parents and be around for years to come. 
to sponsor a podcast episode, it's only $200, and you get to pick the episode date. So just go to our store, scroll down until you see sponsor a podcast, and you get to pick the date, like I said. And now it's time for our weekly birthday segment. In case you don't know, every week we celebrate the birthdays of the children that have been sent in to me the week of their birthday. And this week, we actually have no birthdays that have been sent in to me. We've got some coming up later in January, but this week, we don't have anyone. So if you would like to have your child added to the birthday segment and have their birthday announced to the rest of the listeners, you can do that by going to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There'll just be a little form, fill it out, submit it, and I will add your child to our birthday segment. All of the links that I have given you and things that I said that I would share with you are in the show notes. If you need to go there to click on it, if you don't remember the links, that's fine. Just go to the show notes, and you'll find the podcast show notes on our website. So all you have to know is gpshope.org. You'll find the podcast. You'll find all the links there. This is Podcast 37. And let me just ask you, I shared a couple scriptures in this podcast, things that just really help me in thinking about the future with Becca. They're an anchor to me. Do you have scriptures that have been an anchor to you, that have been a help to you in this process of this journey of not having your child here with you anymore? I would love to hear those scriptures from you. So just share them with me in the comments and Hopefully, if you don't have any, look at the comments and see if people have put some there and maybe you'll find a scripture that will be that comfort or an anchor of hope that you need. So with that, I will be with you next week again. Next week, I'm going to be sharing some little bits and pieces of the best podcasts of the year of 2019. We'll just be going over a few of the ones that seem to have been the listener favorites and just pulling out little pieces of that. So hopefully you'll tune in next week. And until then, I want to remind you to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.